0: Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My voice is recovering a bit, so um, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll be able to hear me um, better trying to get my voice back so that I can continue my lessons. Uh, I still do have to get my tonsils out, but
1: um, I'm still um, trying to get the full use of my voice.
0: I have the daily announcements. If my voice continues, I will be able to deliver that message how the devil fools the whole world without struggling to talk. So we're still, I'm not 100% in the clear, but I am able to, um, excuse me, right now, I guess, to be able to deliver a message. Um, We are still working on other platforms still dabbling, trying to understand um, how to uh, use other platforms, so we're still um, figuring it out, (laughs) but um, currently we are on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or concerns, or just wanna leave me any comments, you can go to, it's one word, cliff note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. Okay. Now we are on Deuteronomy outline number 12. And as we continue to walk through this book of Deuteronomy and I specifically did that because you know this is a cliff note and we have been reading Deuteronomy for two chapters each until we end this book simply because you are going to know if you never knew who the children of Israel are and who they aren't. (laughs) Not from a um, simple description of black and white which is a social construct for the masses of today, which was back then. And when I do How the Devil Fools the World, you will understand um, how that construct came to be. Um, we are on, the, excuse me, the end of number three, the explanation of the social laws continued. And like I said last week, um, It started from chapter 21 to chapter 26. We are at the end of chapter 26. But, you know, we're doing 26 here here today, 26 and 27 chapters. But the end of uh, chapter 26 will be today. So that's why it's number three. And then we will go on um, the overall number three, which is the address of Moses. Now, we are coming towards the end of... um, Deuteronomy Um, and Deuteronomy has 34 chapters so we're on 26 so we're like midpoint moving forward towards the end but like I said when we finish this book you will know who the children of Israel are and I think pretty much people have a sense a strong sense of who they are because life and, and um, information gathered from people today is not like what it was in biblical times because things change, people change, situations change, names change. Period. So, um, like I said, we are on chapter 26, and I'll be reading both from the Sefer Bible. And like I said, last week, someone from Pennsylvania won that CIFA. and um, congratulations to him. It was a meal. He didn't want his name um, mentioned, but congratulations to him. Thank you for the email. Um, And we are starting on L. Now, last week we did K, but we're starting on L now. And we are continuing from the explanation of social laws. And there's only three points here. So we're on L, offering the first fruits in the promised land. And that's from 26, chapter 26, um, verse 1 through 11. And it says, now remember, I'm going to be reading from the um, Sifa and breaking it down in the Amplified. Which is a plain language Bible. Okay. And it shall be when you come into the land. Now remember, this is Moses telling the whole congregation what's going on. Remember, they are prepared, being prepared to go into Canaan. And they have to fight a whole bunch of other nations. So the most high is giving them every piece of information that they need. And in chapter 27, you'll see um, how it uh, wraps up because it's going to go into something else in chapter 28. And I'm going to deliver chapter 28, y'all willing, next week by itself. <coughs> and you, you'll you find out why when we do it next week, y'all willing. So, okay. And it shall be when you come into the land which Yahuwah, your Elohim, provides you for an inheritance to possess it and dwell therein, that you shall take the first of all fruits of the earth, which you shall bring of your land that Yahuwah, your El, gives you, and put it in a basket and shall go unto the place which Yahuwah shall choose To the place his name there. What does that mean? (coughs) It means when you get into that land, remember the Most High gave you that land. You're not gonna go sacrifice and bring your first fruits. Remember, everything first is Yahuwah's dedicated to Yahuwah's. That's his tithe. Remember, it goes to the Levites because the Levites do not have an inheritance. The Most High is his inheritance, and the Most High is making sure that the Levites got what they got. What is a tithe? The tithe goes to the Levites. Are there any Levites um, today, especially in the United States? No, but right now, you are definitely giving your money to the preacher and the priest and whoever else so that they can buy another car, another house, a new plane, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? All right. Um, And he's going to tell you where to... Put the first fruits and make the sacrifices. We talked about that for weeks now. The Most High said He's going to show you where it is to the Levites that are His inheritance and they have a job to do. And 11 other brothers in their lines have jobs to do too. Their job, one of their jobs, is to make sure that the Levites is good and the widows and the orphans. That's what tithes are about. Tithes are not to pay. in today's times to pay the pastor and buy him a new house and this and that no it's it's not that as you heard me continue to say you you never heard any of that the levites were the poorest that's why all the people had to take care of. but they were the levites the levites there wasn't nobody else not just this man who went to seminary school and opened up a church and now oh give him all his money even if you got food stamps an ebt card whatever else just give it No matter what you do, I don't care if you're starving, you got to go to the church and provide your money. This is what these evangelists are saying. They are duping you. How is the whole world fooled? The devil is fooling them. And if it's not by the most High's laws, it's the devil's. There's no middle, no middle. Trust me. There's no middle because the most high is not going to allow a middle. And he says that in the New Testament, um, coming down here as Yeshua. You cannot step one foot in righteousness and one foot in wickedness. There's no such thing because you're not going to play with the most high like that because he's not going to play with you like that. Now, you could be doing all these things with the devil, but you dig on short and going to be doing this with the most high. Moving on, verse three. And you shall go unto the priest that shall be in those days and say unto him, I profess this day unto Yahuwah that I am come Unto the country which Yahuwah swore unto our fathers to give us. Verse 4. And the priest shall take the basket of your hand, which has the first fruits and first vegetables and first whatever in it, and set it down before the altar of Yahuwah. Remember, there's a tabernacle there, and the whole congregation, that means the whole twelve, they have to bring the first fruits and everything to him okay so that they can split it among the levites so that the levites can eat okay and you shall speak and say before yahuwah and and I'm, ugh, this is a hard one a-r-a-m-m-i-y ready to perish was my father and he went down into Mizraim. And sojourned where, excuse me, and sojourned there with a few and became there a nation great and mighty and populous. Now, that's verse five, and I'm going to break it down in the um, Amplified, because that's a little tricky. And the way that I read it was kind of confusing too, but I'm not going to read it again. I'm just going to go to the Amplified. And it says this, verse five. And you shall say before the Most High Yael, my father Yaku was a wandering Armenian. And I'm going to tell you what that means in a minute. And he, along with his family, went down to Egypt, which is Mizraim, you already know Mizraim means bondage, and lived there as strangers, few in number. But while there, he became a great and mighty and populous nation. Now, I'm not gonna get deep into um, this name, A R, A, R. Wait, let me see. I'm gonna tell you how to, oh damn, I didn't break it down, but um R-A-M-I, that's what it, that's how it's pronounced. R A M I. A R A M M I Y. Now the today's um name that they changed, that's the original name. They changed the name, and now it's called Akkadian, A-K-K-A-D-I-A-N, okay? So this is what they're saying that Ya'aku's father was, his grandfather. Yeah, Ya'aku's grandfather, I'm sorry, it's the great-grandfather, because this is actually Abraham's father, okay? Abraham's father, they're saying, which this, this actually can be argued. And I'm not gonna argue it right now, but um, they're saying historians now. Remember, a lot of these historians are Gentiles or heathens, and they're saying because the Most High said that He is a Aramae, okay, and today's language is Akkadian, and and they're also saying some people are saying Sumerian, okay. Now. If you do a little homework, and, and I have done a bit of homework, but not so much to say for sure which it is, but I will say this. Um, the children of Israel, wherever they go, they still gonna be the children of Israel. If they move to New York, they still the children of Israel that live in New York. What do they call people who live in New York? New Yorkers, right? What do they call people who you live in the United States? US citizens, right? So that's, that's, um, uh, that equates what the Akkadian and the Sumerian is, because the line of um, uh, Abraham goes all the way back to Shem. So they're actually Shemites, but the land that they lived in would cause them to be either Arcadian or a Samarian simply because of the land in which they lived. So some people say that um, Abraham's father was a Samarian and some of them say that he was Arcadian. But um, according to the scriptures, it says more that he's Arcadian, which is the uh, today's name for the um, Armadii. Okay. And I need people to understand that because it's some type of confusion, because some people say it's one, and some people say it's the other, but just know that he's um, a Shemite, so no matter what he said, like I said, it's the equivalent of one of Yasharel living in New York, you still Yasharel, no matter where you live, no matter what region you live in, if somebody's a Yasharel and they live in New York, they're a New Yorker, if they live in the United States, they are somebody living in the United States who lived in the region of New York that is a Yashara. That's what that means. Okay, because people get it confused. Now I'm on number six. And the Mizraim evil entreated us and afflicted us and landed upon us hard bondage, verse seven. And when we cried unto El Yahuwah, the Elohim of our fathers, Yahuwah heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. Now, let me stop here for a minute. I'm gonna read it in um, the Amplify, but I don't believe that we need to, but I will. Then we cried out to the Most High, our Elohim of our fathers for help. And he heard our voice and he saw our suffering and our labor and our cruel oppression. Now, I'm gonna say this. Wherever the children of Israel went and they was in bondage, they built infrastructure. I'm going to say it again. Wherever the children of Israel went, they built infrastructure. They built many people's lands. Everywhere they went. And like I said, when I delivered a message out the devil fools the world, I'm going to tell you how many times they went into bondage. And I'm going to tell you who has them in bondage right today. As we speak, I'm going to tell you who has them in bondage, okay? Because uh, they live in the land of their bondage, okay? And it may not be shackles, but it's in their mind. And it's oppression, systematic. And this is exactly what happened in Mizra'i, which is, means bondage. And they call it Egypt today. Is exactly what happened. I already told you everything that happens in the circle because in the New Testament, the most high, well, towards the New Testament, the most high said, I'm gonna put you in bondage, a spiritual bondage in Egypt. Now, if you do a little bit of homework, you will understand who spiritual Egypt is. If you do a little homework, you'll understand who spiritual um, Sodom and Gomorrah is. If you do a little homework, you will understand who... Um, spiritual Babylon is, and Babylon means confusion in Hebrew. So if you did a little bit of homework, you will know where these lands are. You will know where they are physically in the scriptures, and you will know where they are spiritually all over the world simply because of their actions, okay? A skin color has nothing to do with it. Your actions, Yeshua who is Yah in the flesh, always said you will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. And this is the truth, even for today, because we have to walk by faith and not sight. Because things that you see is going to fool you. But you will always be able to tell the fruit of a tree. You will always, if it bears good fruit or if it bears um, terrible fruit, which is one of the um, prophets, Um, says you will know okay you will know and that is the actions of people so if I describe the actions of people and everything work in a circle in one point of the circle and then I and everything evens out and then the same actions happen again then you know who the people are okay if it's the same people doing the same thing in a circle in a circle in a circle and their ancestors doing the same thing you know who the people are so, this is basically what it's saying, okay, so now I am in
1: Verse, uh, I was in verse six, but I'm
0: still there. Um, so I will say this. I was watching a movie. It wasn't a movie, but it was like a a little story on YouTube, and it was about. Um, one of the singers from Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius, that's the headliner singer. Okay, and he just bought this. Um, he just bought this property in North Carolina. He was fixing the property. Now the people who was fixing the property were non-melanated people, and Darius, is, I think his last name is Ruffin, or I forgot. I'll just say Ruffin. So he he's a famous singer. He sings country music, and he just bought this property that used to be owned by um, an owner who owned people in bondage. Now, usually in the United States, people just say slaves, slaves, slaves. When you say stuff like this about people, then you discount their humanity. And this is what um, is a part of the reason why people do it. They discount people's humanity and they don't regard them as human beings. Now, why am I saying this story? Because it has something to do with Deuteronomy and what I'm getting ready to tell you. So Darius bought this property and the property was a really good property. and still is today. And from um, slavery days, from the children of Israel, their ancestors built this uh, property. And in the South, that's what they did, free labor. So what they did at that time, it wasn't the same um, construction as it was um, today. So they was peeling back the layers of this house and there was two non-melanated people that was helping to um, design the house for Darius. And half of the house was um, opened up by the construction. And what you saw was the mortar and the wood and everything put together and there was no nails. The only part of the nails was to keep the structure together. So there was like brick and mortar. What does that mean? It wasn't really brick first. It was actually um, mortar which is um, like clay and all that stuff to keep stuff together. And it was wood, really good wood. So when they peel back the layers, This house, when they say the house had good bones, this house, the structure of the house was almost perfect. That they didn't have to do much to peel back the layers. Because if the house has quote unquote good bones, you can build within that house with the structure being sound. A lot of times today, this structure is not sound. A good wind, a tornado or whatever could tear it apart. I say this to say that the children of Israel in Mizraim that was in Egypt and when they was um, forced labor all over the world the way that they constructed their houses can still be lived in today okay okay in the 1400s and the 1500s that's when they um, that's when um, the heathens and the gentiles so I have to say heathens the heathens came and took the children of Israel in bondage along with some hamites later on took the children of Israel in bondage and brought them all over the four corners of the earth uh, for free labor. And I'm telling you, these children of Israel, just like I told you when they uh, erect and um, dismantle the tabernacle, how everything is perfect and specified, that's what they did everywhere. That's what they did everywhere. Those pyramids that you see in Egypt that um, some of the children of Israel is duped into believing that they are the children of um, Mizrahi in Egypt, they constructed that too. You see it still standing? A lot of these old buildings, especially in the south of the United States, was built by children of Israel that was in bondage. What, what... um, I'm not going to say bothers me, but what some of the things that non-melanated people, um, which are Gentiles and heathens, continue to say is to continue to discount the children of Israel's ancestors by saying slaves and not saying, um, humani- uh, well, humans that went into bondage. That's what they should have said, or say it in a way that humanizes the people who was oppressed. And a lot of those um, Gentiles during this construction of the house was saying that except for one historian, and he was also a Gentile. And he said that the children, he didn't say the children, but he said the people that was in bondage, this is what he's saying. The people that was in bondage by those in the United States built these homes. And that was at least putting a piece of respect on the children of Israel's name, okay. Instead of calling them slaves, because that's what they did. And actually, if somebody's narcissistic and they have personality disorders, and they are, um, they have a bunch of um, psychopathologies, and you know, usually they kill people and stuff like that. What they do is they don't consider somebody human, so that they can kill the person and not have a thought about that um Psychopaths and sociopaths do that. Mm-hmm. They do not humanize people so that they could just kill them like they're, not, they're an animal. And this is what those heathens did to the children of Israel. Some of them knew that these were the children of Israel, and some of them didn't. But when they went over there and crossed that ocean, they knew. They knew. Now, whether their ancestors, the, their progeny that came after them knew or not, these were the children of Israel and they came and they were artisans and they knew how to um, build um, infrastructure and they did. And the point of the story is that infrastructure is still up today by the children of Israel. And people are still calling them slaves as if they're nothing. And the same thing is happening today, just like it did in um, Egypt. And as we continue to move forward, you will see um, when it goes into the last world rulers, what happens to them. I'm not going to go deep into this because it's going to go somewhere else. But I want you to know that now we're going to move on to seven. And when we cried unto El Yahuwah, our Elohim of our fathers, Yahuwah heard our voice and he looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. And Yahuwah brought us forth out of Mizraim with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm and with a great, what is this? Oh, terribleness and with signs and wonders. And that's gonna happen again. The most high said it's gonna happen again. Everything that happened before, The children are in spiritual Egypt and all around the world. The Most High is going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And he says it's going to be the 10 plagues like it was the last time. And we are actually living in one of the plagues. But anyway, like I said, verse nine, and he has brought us into this place and has given us this land, even a land that flows with milk and honey. That means that the land is good. Verse 10, and now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Yahuwah, have given me, and you shall set it before Yahuwah, Eliyoh, and worship before Yahuwah, verse 11. And you shall rejoice in every good thing which Yahuwah has given unto you and unto your house, you and the Levite and the stranger that is among you. Do you see how the Most High said, you can welcome strangers, you respect strangers, you respect the widows, you respect the orphans and you take care of them. Have respect for these people. Do you see this in, in anywhere now? Do you see this? Like I say, the Most Highs, Lord's statutes, Precepts and Commands, if anybody goes against that, they worship in the devil. So when I say how the devil fools the whole world, this is how the devil fools the whole world. Is anybody giving anybody respect? Is anybody taking care of anybody? Is anybody um, helping and sheltering anybody? Think of all the homelessness everywhere in the United States and throughout the world. Is anybody turning around to help them? Is anybody respecting them as a human being? Is anybody loving somebody else? Is there not 1% rich and 99% poor in the United States? Is it supposed to be that, that way? No. And even outside the world, there's very, very rich and very, very poor. Do you see any of the rich people helping them in any way? And nine times out of 10, the poor people are helping the rich because they're either movie stars, athletes, or made an invention that people are investing in. Is it reciprocal? Ask yourself that question. How does the devil fool the whole world? I can sit here for weeks and tell you how. Every intricate nuance, people should not have a thought of how the devil fools the whole world because in every way possible, when you take a deep breath, the devil's fooling the whole world. Why? Because the air is polluted. And how is the air polluted? By rich people taking down the trees and making mansions and whatever else. They're not doing it for poor people because there's no financial interest for them. Back to what I was saying. Okay, um, I read um, up to 11. Now we're on M as in Mary. Remembering the Levites and the poor and the needy. Okay, we said that before, but you see how the Most High puts everybody together? Yes, He has a set apart people, but all people deserve respect. You don't have to love them, but you need to respect them. And that's what the Most High is saying. This is a part of these Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. You have to respect them. You ain't got to love that. And the Most High has his people. He has his set apart people. And they're not favorite people. They set apart people. And we already went through this before. Because the Most High said, "I don't. I, you're not my set apart people because you're my favorite. You're my set apart people because I made a vow to your fathers. This is why. This is what people need to understand. The children of Israel is not better than anybody else, but because the Most High made a promise with the um, forefathers of the children of Israel, this is why. It's not because they better, it's not because of anything, it's because the promise was made. And this is why the Most High wants the children of Israel to keep their vows, because he made a promise. And if you are of me, you won't keep your vows. Okay. We got less than 10 minutes. Please pick up the next link, but I'm going to move forward. Okay, so that's from chapter 26, 12 to 15. Okay, so now we're on 12. And you have made an end of the tithing, all the tithes of your increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing and have given it unto the Levite. Not a priest, not a, a, a pastor that's not a Levite. The Levites are not even in the United States. The Levites are not in the United States, okay? Where are the Levites? In Africa. Eleven, uh, nine and a half tribes are still in Africa. One and a half tribes are Yahuda and another brother's um, children that scattered all over the, um, the four corners of the earth. Did you hear what I said? Okay. Understand that none of the Levites are in the United States, not one. Now. Okay. And the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, that they may eat within your gates and be filled. So what is the most high saying in verse 12? Share with the Levites, the orphans and the widows. And if there's strangers there that don't have no money, share with them too. Is that what's happening today? Anywhere? How does the devil fool the whole world? Moving on. Verse 13. Then you shall say before Yahuwah, I have brought away the hollow things, that means the um, blessed and sanctified things, out of my house and also have given them unto the Levite and unto the stranger, to the fatherless and to the widow, according to all your commandments, which you have commanded me, I have not transgressed your command and, oh, excuse me, your commandments, neither have I forgotten them. This is what the Most High is telling them, um, Moses to tell them, don't forget my commandments and do what I say. Verse 14, I have not eaten thereof in my mourning, neither have I taken away or therefore for any unclean use, nor given or thereof for the dead. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. But I have hearkened to the voice of Yahuwah, <coughs> Eliyohai, and have done according to all that you have commanded me. And in the um, Amplified, it says, I have not eaten from the tithe while mourning nor have I removed any of it when I was ceremonially unclean, making the tithe ceremonially unclean, nor offered any of it to the dead. That means sacrificing, that's idolatry. I have listened to the voice of the Most High, my El. I have done everything in accordance with all that you have commanded me. Verse 15, look down from your holy dwelling above from heaven and bless your people, Yasharel, and the land which you have given us, as you have sworn to our fathers, a land of plenty, milk and honey, flown with milk and honey. This, um, and now we're on end, exhortation to keep the laws in faithful obedience. And that's chapters uh, 26, 16 through 19. And it says, This day the Most High, your L, commands you to do these statutes and judgments and precepts and laws. Therefore, you shall be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today, you have openly declared the Most High, your L, and that you will walk. That is, live each and every day in his ways and statutes and keep his commandments and judgments and precepts and listen to his voice. Today, the Most High has declared you, excuse me, declared that you are his people. Now listen, the Most High is confirming it now because he's letting them know before they get into um, um, Canaan. He's saying today, And he's saying this to Moses, today, I'm declaring you, children of Israel, my people, okay, his treasured possession, just as he promised you, and that you are to keep all his commandments, all of them, every last one of them, and that he will send you high above all the nations, which he has made for praise, for fame, and honor. And that you shall be holy, a holy people set apart and consecrated, set apart and consecrated. What does that mean? What does um, Yahushua say in the New Testament? Come out of the world. My set apart people come out of the world. How many flocks does he have Two: the original branches, branches and the other branches, which are the Gentiles? Okay. So the children of Israel are set apart people. They are to stay out of the world. How do you stay out of the world? By your mind and your actions. Because physically the world is wherever you go. Because you have to stay in this world. You can't go somewhere else. You can't go to Mars. You can't stay on the moon. You can't do nothing. But um, spiritually, you can stay out of them by not acting the way they are and not doing the things that they do. That's how you stay out of the world, okay? And it's not hard if you're in the Most High's word. Okay, so let me continue. You are my holy people set apart and consecrated to the Most High, your L, just as he has spoken. So the Most High officially tells them, you're my people. You are the set apart people. Nobody else is mine, but you That's what he's saying. That's what he said. Does the Most High keep his word? Yes, he does. He wants the children of Israel to keep their word. Are the children of Israel gonna keep their word? Nope, they're not. This is why I said this is the beginning of the end, and this book is very important. Now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna switch the link so we can move forward because it's going down to the wire, and I rather just start there instead of get cut off like we usually do. So please pick up the next link. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we're now on. Um, chapter 27 now we are going to move into with this chapter going from chapter 27 to 28 the blessings and the curses now the most high is going to need some participation from the children of Israel okay and it starts at um in chapter 27 now we're in um Point three, which is the address of Moses. Now, Moses is going to directly confront the children of Israel with blessings and curses from the Most High. And this, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt who the children of Israel are. Okay? Deuteronomy 28, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt who the children of Israel are. And that's next week, y'all willing. But going into um, the chapter 27, moving from chapter 27 into 28, you know who the children of Israel are. Now, when I'm reading 27 and 28, please keep in the forefront of your mind, how does the devil fool the whole world? And I already told you, there's laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, 613 laws. Statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. If you're not following them, you're following the devil. It's only the most high and the devils. Plural. It's only the most high and the devils. There's no um, middle. Okay? No middle. So understand that. No middle. Know that when I'm reading 27 and when we read 28 next week, Yahweh. So like I said, the address of Moses, how the most high will bless Israel. It depends on Israel, honey, because the Most High throwing it out there, blessings and curses. That's next week. But we're going to start here. Chapters 27, 1 through um, 34. Sorry. Yes, that's the address of Moses. And from um, chapters 27 to 34 is going to be the address of Moses. So we're starting at 27. And this is number one um a monument to be erected on Mount Abel on which they were to write the words of the laws this is how important the laws are because the most high want them to write it on the map okay that's chapters one through eight and we're gonna I'm just gonna go yeah I'm gonna read it from the Sefer, and then I will specify it through the amplifier if I need to okay
1: are
0: you okay? I want me to turn on. I'll just hold on, please. Okay. So, and Moshe, which that's his real name, is not Moses. It's Moshe. M O S H E H. Moshe. Mhm. But we say Moshe. And Moshe, with the elders of Israel, commanded the people, saying, "Guard all the commandments which I command to you this day." Verse two. And it shall be on the day when you shall pass over the Yarden, that's the original name, they call it Jordan, you know there wasn't no Dagon Jays, but Yarden was the name, original name, unto the land which Yahuwah gives you, that you shall set up great stones and plaster them with plaster, listen to what he's saying, verse 3, and you shall write upon them all the words of this Torah. When you are passed over, that you may go into the land which Yahuwah gives you, a land that flows with milk and honey, which is a goodly land, as Yahuwah, Yahuwah, Ya Elohim of your fathers has promised you. Verse 4, therefore, it shall be when you be gone over the yarding that your what? Oh, that you shall set up these stones, which I commanded you this day in Mount Eval. Now they're saying today is Eval, E B A L, but the original name was Eval, E-Y-V-A-L. And you shall plaster them with plaster. This is the most highest saying, you better go on that mountain, and make plaster and mortar, they still have to build, and build the laws on the mountain. Mm -hmm. I already told you, these people, these people, they are actually
1: constructors
0: of all kinds of infrastructure, of all kinds. So understand that, okay? So the Most High is telling them to go put it on a mountain or plaster it on the mountain. Understand who these people are. Okay, so, and there shall you build the altar unto Yahweh, an altar of stone You shall not lift up any iron tool upon them. Verse 6. You shall build the altar of Yahuwah of whole stones, and you shall offer burnt offerings thereon to Yahuwah. Verse 7. And you shall offer peace offerings. You shall eat there and rejoice before Yahuwah. Verse 8. And you shall write upon the stones all the words of this Torah and very plainly so that everybody could see it, everybody understands it, everybody knows it. Verse nine, and Moshe and the priests, the Levites spoke to all Israel, saying, take heed and hearken. That means be careful to listen. Oh, Israel, this day you are become the people of the Most High God. Verse 10, you shall therefore obey the voice of Yahuwah and to do his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, okay? Number two, from the address of Moses, the admonition to keep the law, admonition to keep the law. You must keep the law and he's stressing it. Um. Oh, that was verse two, that was two. From verse uh, chapter 27, nine through 10, number three we're on, sorry. People uh, to be divided into two groups with one on Mount Ebal, I already told you it was Ebal, and the other on Mount Gerizim, G-E-R-I-Z-I-M, that's what it is. Um, chapters 27, 11 through 13. So now we're on 11. And Moshe charged the people the same day saying, verse 12, these shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people when you are over the yarding, Simeon and Levi, these are the children, the original children of Israel, the man, Yahaku, his children, his sons, and their lines, but he's calling them by the first son's name, okay? Their progeny is listening, but the first um, son's names are the lines, okay? Okay to bless the people when you are over the yard and Shimeon, Levi, Yehuda, which is Judah, Yezhakar, Yosef, and Ben-Haman, which they called Benjamin. I'm gonna say um, verse 12 and 13 in the Amplify so you understand. Verse 13, and these shall stand upon Mount Eval to curse Ru, vien Gad, Asher, Zevulon, Dan, and Nephtali. Now I'm going to go to the amplifier and I'll go from um, 12 to 13. And it says the curses of Mount Ebal. And it says these tribes shall stand on Mount Gerzim to bless the people when you have crossed the Jordan. I already told you it was not an old and it's yarding. These are the lines that's going to
1: hold on these are the tribes that
0: show stand and oh these are the lines that's going to bless okay and it's Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph and Benjamin and now verse 13 these tribes shall stand on Mount Ebal to pronounce a curse for disobedience Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Dan and Naphtali okay verse 14 is number four, the Levites pronounce curses on those who do not keep the law and the people agree. Now, the people agreeing, how do they agree? How do the people, how does the Levites get the people to agree and say, okay, you're right, let it be. They say, amen. Okay, for those people who run around, talk about amen, they are worshiping Amin, Ra, that Egyptian god. How does the devil fool the world by taking the I out of Amen and let it be Amen, Amun Ra? That's how they do it. I already told you the devil fools us in every way possible. In every way possible. How is he fooling us in these today's Bibles? Amen. If you have an enemy, will you continue to call the enemy's name? Why would you do that? That's idolatry. The most High don't want idolatry. Why would you call an enemy's name? Think of your enemy, somebody you can't stand. Would you keep calling their name? Would you even think about their name? Why would their name even come into your mind or on your lips? Why? But the devil is cunning. What he did is take that I out of a mean, which means let it be so. And make you keep worshiping Amin-Ra, who is the sun god of Egypt. We ain't going to tell you who spiritual Egypt is, honey. Because all you got to do is grab a dollar bill and look on the back. You'll know who spiritual Egypt is. Okay? Stop saying amen. Now that you know what amen means, let it be so. And the congregation has to agree. You understand not to say amen. No more. So now, we are saying, I'm going to read it again, 11, is it 11? I'm sorry, 14. <laughs> and the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel, which is the whole congregation, with a loud voice, now they do doing the curses, curse be the man that makes any graven or molten image An abomination unto the most high, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and puts it in a sacred place. And all the people shall answer and say, amen. That means don't don't boil no um, metal and make no image. No Buddha, no whatever image you got in your house, don't make it. Okay? Verse 16, curse it. This is Levi's making the curses because the most high is telling them, make these curses and they're going to go out forever, forever. Mm-hmm. Especially to the children of Israel. Look in your house. How many, um, how many uh, idols you got in your house? Think about that. Verse 16, curse be he that sells light by his father or mother. And I'm going to break it down and um, amplify And all of the people shall say, amen. Now, verse 16, that says, cursed is he who dishonors or treats with contempt his father or his mother. And all the people shall say, let it be so, which is amen, a Hebrew word. Amen is not a Hebrew word. Amen is, which means let it be so. I already told you, those people who um, translated the scriptures, in whatever uh, voice they did or language they did, I already told you the Most High said all those people is um, ruled by devils. You're the only ones that's not. Is he not saying this in Deuteronomy? So who are the people who transcribe it? Aside from the people who did the 1611 um, scriptures that was paid. Who? Who? Think about that. Verse 17, curses he who removes his neighbor's landmark. I already told you that's important. How does the devil fool the world? By changing landmarks, by moving people into different lands they don't belong. Today, there's a lot of people that migrate into different lands for different reasons. But back in biblical days, they had to kill the other people to get them off the land. They had to drag those people off. They was moving people's landmarks. They've been doing this since um, after the flood. Noah's children been doing it. Were they committing a crime? Yes, they are. Are they committing um, one of the um, most high's um, commandments? Are they violating it? Yes, they were. And today they're doing it today because this whole world ruled by the devil. It says that. Okay? So what are they doing? What did the people who came over here in the United States do? What, think about the original people that's on their original land. Think about the people who's on there now. Have they not come over there and try to bogart somebody else's land if they didn't kill them off rightly and not rightly, but they just wiped them out and whited them out? Think about this. How does the devil fool the world? In every way imaginable. Nine times at a time, you people didn't even think about how it happened. This is the truth. This has nothing to do with... Um, Being racist, being anything. This is the truth, honey. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm telling the truth about the children of Israel. They knuckleheads. They don't listen to nothing. This is why somebody could walk down the street and shoot one of them and nobody say nothing. Okay? The children of Israel don't listen to nobody. And I'm one of y'all, They don't listen to nobody. They don't listen to one another. Okay? So in no way, shape, or form am I for anybody. I am for telling the truth. It is what it is. Okay? ain't nobody more righteous than nobody else on this earth not today no 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 and we're gonna find that out when we keep moving okay now we on 18 curse be he that makes a blind the blind to wander out of the way and all the people shall say amen. and an amplifier says curse be he who misleads the blind person on the road and all say amen. curse be 19 be he that perverts the judgments, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and all the people shall say, "Amen." And Amplified says, "Curse is he who distorts or perverts the justice due to the stranger, an orphan, or a widow." What are they doing today? Is there not uh, mishaps of justice? Is there not um, gross? Um, negligence of justice is there not justice that leans on rich people people with money and all that and everybody else who should get justice do they get it no this is the devil's world right now I'm just giving you the information and heads up okay Um, verse 20 curse be he that lies with his father's woman because he uncovers his father's skirt and all the people shall say, amen. On 20, it says, curse be he who is intimate with his father's former wife or has violated her. 21, curse be he who lies with any manner of beast. And all the people shall say, amen. Now, I'm gonna say it in Amplified. Curse be he who is intimate with any animal. Now, let me stop that right here. I'm a little pin in that right now. There are certain laws that are coming into play right now in the United States. There are certain laws that are coming into play in the United States. One of them is sleeping with animals. Does the devil fool the world? In California, I believe right now, if they're not fighting for it, it's already a
1: law. You can sleep with an animal. You just heard verse 21.
0: Um, Deuteronomy um, 27, verse 21. And 27 and 21 are uh, spiritual numbers. What did I just say? The Most High said, don't sleep with animals. There's a law either coming to fruition now or already enacted in, um, about sleeping with animals. There's another law that they're fighting right now about sleeping with children in the United States. They're trying to fight to make it a law, pedophilia. These are all against the most highest laws and commands, all of them. How does the devil fool the whole world? It says in the New Testament, it's going to be a time when um, good is going to be bad and bad is going to be good. We are living in that time now. All moral laws are being done away with. Where are we? Where are we? We in spiritual, in the United States, spiritual Egypt and spiritual Babylon. We have Babylon everywhere. Babylon is everywhere. Babylon and Sodom and Gomorrah. Y'all got to understand what Sodom and Gomorrah is. I might be doing a lesson on that, but this is in Genesis. Why did the Most High wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah? Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? Because of all the heinous crimes that was going on there. And one day I'll probably do a lesson, which I already discussed a bit in um, Genesis. But one day I'm going to do a lesson exactly what all these mean, the original um, places that the Most High wiped off and what's happening spiritually. I already told you, you know the tree by the fruit that it bears in spiritual Babylon, in spiritual um, Mizraim, in spiritual um, Sodom and Gomorrah. The Most High talks about this. Before we get to the New Testament, verse 22: Curse be he that lies with his sister, the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother, and the whole congregation will say, "Amen, let it be so." Verse 23: Curse be that, curse be he that lies with his mother-in-law, and the whole congregation will say, "Let it be so, Amen." Verse 24, curse be he that smites his neighbor secretly. That means murder, murders him. And all the people shall say, let it be so. Amen. Let me say that in the Amplified 24. Curse be he who strikes his neighbor in secret, meaning murder. Who's your neighbor? This is what Yahshua says in the New Testament. When somebody say, who's my neighbor? Everybody's your neighbor. That's why you got to love and respect everybody. And sometimes you don't even have to love them, but you do need to respect them. This is what it says in, the mo, um, in these um, scriptures right now. The stranger, the Most High said, be nice. Not nice, because nice means stupid. Be kind to your neighbor. Uh-huh, that's what he's saying. Who you know is kind to their neighbor?
1: All their neighbors. Who's your neighbor? There's actually
0: a parable that talks about who your neighbor is. But anyway... And it's called the Good Samaritan. Let me keep moving. uh, Verse 25. Cursed be he. Now, these are the Levites telling everybody the curses. Now, this is going to be on the mountains. Write it on the mountains. This is what the Most High said. Okay? Cursed be he that takes reward to slay an innocent person. That's murder. Why are you going to slay somebody who didn't do nothing to you? What's happening today in that state? mass murders. Did any of these people do anything to these people? Anything except be who they are? Verse 26 in the Amplified, curse be he who does not confirm, oh, I'm sorry, 25. Curse be he who accepts a bribe. Where am I? I'm sorry, 24. Curse be he who strikes his neighbor's secret. 25, curse be he who accepts a bribe to strike down an innocent person. That means murder them. Uh, verse 26 curse be he that confirms not the words of this Torah to do them and in the amplifier says curse is he who does not confirm the words of this law and keep them taking them in his heart and ruling him in his life and all the congregation will say let it be so amen not amen so right now people that was verse 20 i mean that was chapters 26 and 27 as you see the um the levites the most i said the levites is going to write these down and he's separated broke down both um, sides of the brothers cuz remember there's 12 brothers and some of them's going to be doing blessings some of them's going to be cur- cursing but the levites are delivering the curses if you don't listen to the lord's statutes precepts and commands is real. you're going to get all kinds of stuff happening to you, and the blessings and the curses is next week, so you're going to see exactly what the curses are, and I already told you that the children of Israel are not going to listen, so you will see, even today, the children of Israel today, you're going to see the curses on them when I read them next week, from being bullheaded females, children of Zion, to all the rest of the stuff that's going to happen today.
1: You know, you're going to know. If you don't know right
0: now, you're going to know who the children of Israel are. Mm-hmm. From having no man, being headed, having all kinds of more diseases than anybody else, simply because it's man-made or because the way that you're eating, you're going to die more and more frequently than everybody else. But the Most High is not going to get rid of you 100%. Because
1: he said he's going to take His
0: remnant. Oh, you're going to know who the children of Israel are. It has nothing to do with being melanated or non-melanated. And you already understand in biblical days, everybody was melanated. However, there were some other things that came about later on that changed the trajectory of everything. Okay? And there are books that say we ain't going into those books because they other people's books. We will go through the scriptures, but you understand exactly who the children of Israel are. You will know whether you still stuck on stupid or not. And I say stuck on stupid because people think they are moving forward with these today's constructs. And they're saying, who could they be? Well, they could be anybody. Right now, the whole world believes us different people and it's not and you will know by every time an angel or somebody comes towards either a a prophet or the children themselves what they look like by what kind of stone they look and resemble the fact that they have woolly hair hair of wool skin of bronze Oh, you know who the children of Israel are. But you still keep rocking with the concepts of this world. And that the Most High is going to put a stop to because he said in the later days, all truth will be revealed and honey. (laughs) Oh, are they revealing the truth from the giants on down to who Yahshua really is? Oh, they really are. They still trying to hold on to, oh, the Middle East, when the Middle East was Mesopotamia, which is North Africa. Job. we are going to uncover the lies we're going to uncover who the children of israel are and who they're not and we're going to be walking in the truth because that is the point of these lessons now we still going to be the cliff Notes session but i have to break down certain books and i will read them word for word and i will break them down you're going to know who's who but that's not, that's not the end all and be all. That's just the beginning. Because once you know who the children of Israel are and you are in the line of the children of Israel, then you need to turn around from your wicked ways and you need to repent. Okay? That's what you need to do. Because when you know better, you do better. Right now, everybody's still doing whatever they want to. They got one foot in the world and one foot trying to figure out who Yah is. That's what you're doing, finagling. But the most high is saying, I'm going to wink at that right now. I'm going to wink at that because you're still learning. But when you really come to understand, I'm not going to wink at it. I will be judging. Okay, so all this finagling we all doing, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Oh, no, I know. I'm supposed to. Oh, I don't know. You know, well, is that really a sin? Or, oh, I'm going to be standing here. Oh, I'm not going to listen to the word of y'all. I'm going to stay in the word of the devil every day. And I'm gonna get one hour or two hours of, words, um, of the word of Yah. And that's gonna be that. Thinking that that's, that's all you gotta do. Oh, no, honey. The most high said, you gotta walk in my will. You have to seek my face 10 times more because the days are wicked. Okay, I'm quoting this one. You must seek me. You have to because the whole world's evil. You have to. Everything's evil. Everything you see, everything when you wake up, in the morning and you go through your day and you go to bed you didn't already soaked up so much evil and everything wickedness that your whole body is stressed out your whole body is full with stress from the negativity and the wickedness of this world how do you get rid of that
1: by the word of the most high seek
0: me my kingdom and my righteousness. Seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness. And then everything else is going to be added on to you. What is that everything? My peace. My peace I lead to you. Not as the world leaves. Okay? I'm going to cover you. Take my yoke and I'm going to take yours. Call on me and I'm going to be there. These are all the promises of the most high. But you cannot have them if you got one foot in the world One, five feet, I mean, five toes, which is on one foot, and three of the other toes on the wicked side, and two toes in the Most High's word. You can't walk like that. Okay, The Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, said, you cannot worship mammon and me. You can't. People are still worshiping mammon. What's mammon? Wickedness. And that's everything. The devil, money,
1: everything. You
0: got to be in his word. If you are constantly being fed negativity, how are you getting rid of it? Now, remember, wickedness is a spirit. Big spirits. How are you getting rid of it? And you don't even know that you're a spirit. You just think it's bad news and you just think that it's bad luck when it really ain't. I already told you that there's wickedness in the skies, wickedness on earth, wickedness under the earth. How are you getting rid of it? By one hour of a Bible
1: study? That's not doing it.
0: You got to be concentrated on the most high. That's what you got to be. And Deuteronomy is telling the children of Israel what they got to do. Are the children of Israel going to listen? No. Does the Most High know they gonna listen? They ain't going to listen? Yes. He knew from the foundation of the world. This is why we're here right now. This is why we're here right now. Because this is not by chance. This was already ordained before the foundation of the world. The Most High already knew his children was going to transgress. He knew. And he knew that his remnant was going to be in a world full of wickedness. And there was a way to get them out of it, which is the word of the Most High. And what is the word? It's a double-edged sword that can slice the soul and the spirit. Okay? That's how powerful the word is. But how are you getting the word when you're only listening for an hour or two? Or maybe you're not listening. Maybe you know God. Oh, yeah, God is there. But who is God? I don't know who your God is. But the Most High, Yah, the Elohim, the Alpha and Omega, is standing there watching everything. Everything. So, my suggestion to you and everybody who's listening seek Yah first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Grow, uh, grow in the Most High, move closer to the Most High, and he will move closer to you seek the most high knock and he's going to answer because he wants to answer and he wants you to seek him. Just like the, um, the apostle said, if you make us come to you, you Yahuwah, then we'll come. Yahuwah said, I will never make you. And he, I'm just loosely translating. I will never make you come to me. You have to want to come to me. And you want to know what the mind screw is? When you want to come to him, you already belong to him. If you don't come to him, you don't belong to him. This was already done before the foundation of the world. This is how it is. Kind of like the matrix, like I say. You sleep until you wake up. Some people don't want to wake up. Once they, found, once they woke up, they don't like doing the work, so they want to go back to sleep. Woe to them. Woe is a curse. Woe to you who found out the truth and turned around and start
1: eating your vomit again, like a dog.
0: Does it take work finding, um, looking for the most high, walking in his word? Yes, a lot of work. More work than just sitting on your behind, letting evil run. It's easy to be wicked in this world because wickedness rules this world. This is the end times, wickedness rules the world. Good is evil. Evil is good. You already see what's going on. Shootings and all kinds of other things that is too. I could do another lesson in this. Come out of her, the Most High said. Come out of her, my my people. My children come out of her. Remember, the Most High has two thoughts. (sighs) Come out of her. How do you come out of her? By your actions. And by your thoughts and feelings. If you're rocking with this world, you're going to be acting just as as wicked and as heathenly as the world. It is hard as I don't know what in the beginning to walk in Most High's word, but it's worth it because a lot of people are not going to the next world. And I already told you, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years a day. If it's one day in um, the heavens, the heaven of heavens, then it's a thousand years here. Nobody has ever lived a thousand years, not even Adam. 960, excuse me, 930 years old, he died. He didn't even live a day according to the Most High. The next life you will live in eternity and have everything you could possibly want. If the Most High said here today that your blessings was going to be chasing you down the street, what's going to happen in the next life? You're going to have everything your heart desires. And that's what the most I said. You're going to be anything your heart desires. You ain't going to be there here. Especially the children of Israel. You're not going to be there here because this is not your world. Check out for Ezra. I already uploaded the book. This world right here for the children of Israel is hell. It's locked between a rock and a hard place. That's hell. Hell and high water. They have to walk a small little path to get to the next life. That's an Ezra. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, walk a small little path to get um, to the most high. Because the wide path is to hell and death. Hell until the end of the world and then death. Because people think they're going to spend the rest of their eternity in hell. That's not true. That's not what the most high says. You are being led astray by the devil. When you have to wait, like I said, the people who die now, they have to wait. For everybody else, that's the consummation of time. That's what it's called. The consummation is a time when everything holds and the most high does the judgment. So all those people that died before the consummation of time, because there's people that still living. All those people that already died, they in one of two places. I already said this. You in the place of torment, where you're going to be tormented and that's a type of hell. Or you're going to be in a place of peace. And you're going to be quietly there with your angel and, you know, rejoice in the Most High and do whatever you want to do until the Most High calls you back into your body for the final judgment. This is how it works. Any other way they're telling you is a lie because this is written in scriptures. I am not pulling this out of my hat. Know that everything you do right now matters because it's being held against you. Everything you do matters whether it's hard for you or not. In the beginning, it's hard for everybody because it's a different concept. It's a different concept of thinking because we've been in these concepts and these social constructs for so long, we don't even think about it. When you have to think about something new and learn that something is wrong with what you was doing, it's hard to let that go because you've been doing it all your life. But Yahshua said, in the beginning, it's hard to adjust. But if you continue, and this is the shepherd of hermits, if you continue to say, it's so hard for me, I can't do it, then you're not his. Remember, the chaff and the wheat grow together and you can't tell which one is the wheat until they have fully grown. And Yahshua said, he's gonna send his angels to cut down that chaff and throw it in the fire. And he's gonna take the wheat and he's gonna put it in his barn. What's his barn the next life? What's the fire? You going to hell, heathens. That's what it is. That's what all these parables mean. It's telling you in different ways how the world is going to be separated.
1: Now, this is it for me, this lesson.
0: And I hope that this lesson edified you. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me either at Spotify, which is when you go into Spotify, it'll, you know, and you scroll down, it'll ask you if you want to ask a question, and you put that question in there, or you can email me at, this is one word, cliff, Note, c-l-i-f-f-n-o-t-e, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at, at sign, yahoo.com. And Thank you for listening to this lesson. I hope this lesson edified you. I hope I gave you something to think about. I hope you have the zeal for the Most High to look for him because times are short. We don't know what's going to happen from any minute. You may not last a day. You may not last until tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised you. And the Most High says this. This is why you have to say, y'all willing. He allowed me to have another day. So like I said, I hope this edifies you and I hope to see you next week. And until next time. Hi, we have a new email address and it's cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again cliff note, one word, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. You can send me questions, comments, concerns, or even let me know how I'm doing. Thank you. Hi, if you like what you're hearing, Please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening.